Breaking down the game that was. This is the Six Rings Post Game Show. Here's Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. What was the thought process to to not kick? Uh, I think it would have been. Thought process to try to pick up the first down. And was that... Long kick. How about the play? Like, what was that the play that you wanted there? Was it the play we wanted? Yeah, we called the play. A sneaky, awkward exchange between the great and lovable Mike Reese and Patriots coach Bill Belichick today in Bill's postgame presser following the 23-21 defeat of the Miami Dolphins at Gillette Stadium. It's Fitzy and Hart here on the Six Rings postgame show. (laughs) My headphone jack once again is playing tricks on me. We'll see if we can get engineering to come down. Wait a Who? second. They are, have not been here in days. Those men I have. can confirm that since I've been uh, <laughs> here every day that they have not been here. Oh, I, I had one day off. I know. I, I know the mantra. No days off. You can go ahead. I live Bob. up to it. Bill fraud, said it fraud, to me squad, and I took it Fraud squad. I know. I know. I took a day off. For shame. Watched some great college football yesterday, by the way. day off and I actually had a double work day. I believe working with Curtis counts as a double. Uh, it does. Actually, you you did you put in for hazard pay? I should. You it's should. Like, it's like going to Mexico City. Okay. Um, you get play. hazard pay there. Oh, you oh you do? Oh, yeah. Really? In addition Between to like the pretty... the violence and the safety and the bad air? Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So the next time the Patriots play in Mexico City, you're saying I should put in for a day? <laughs> get a little something. <laughs> oh, it is high, too. Like that stadium, which was rattled by yeah. an earthquake once, is like a mile and a half high, do right? Do you remember Bill ripping Stadio the... Stadio Azteca. Yeah, Azteca. With that great photo of Tom Brady walking down the stairs like, like 10,000 Tom Brady. They had guarded military escorts everywhere. Yeah, that's not good. No. Not good. No. Not a good thing. That exchange was interesting because I feel like Mike Reese wanted to really get under, like, get at Bill with, like, hey, Bill, could you just explain to all of us? What was supposed to happen there? Yeah, that's. I think that was the question. Like, you it know, didn't come out right. Hey, he didn't uh, ask what he one wanted One more to ask. question. We'll throw it to Andy Hart of WEIFM. Andy? Uh, Bill, what was supposed to happen when you decided not to kick the field goal and instead go for it, and it ended up with an awkward uh, rollout from Mac as he got sacked? Well, we're supposed to get the first down. That was the play. Mistakes were made on the play, Andy. Because <laughs> there were definitely mistakes that were made on that play. Yeah, the goal wasn't to have him when you just get his lunch eaten. But, I mean, to say, tackle. is that the play you wanted? I mean, what I guess in this year. Play we wanted. Yeah, see we the- called the play. They didn't see the play. How do you know what play we wanted? I, I'm the only one who knows what play we wanted. We called the play. I that guess in play. this year with how dysfunctional the offense has been, that's probably a fair question. Did you know the wrong play get called there? But the, the reality is Mac what we threw what for 203 yards today. What do you mean? We're, we're going to start saying that as like it's a positive? Even he said he stunk in the middle of the game. He didn't say as much. Yes, he did. No, mm-hmm. Mac. Oh, Mac said he didn't play his best. Yeah. He didn't say stink, did he? That's how I took it. I interpret things. They go in through my, they go into my brain, and then they come out my mouth oh, a different way. Terrifying. Hashtag this team's poop. Yeah, it's like the quantum realm. You don't know if you're gonna make it out alive. So okay, let's um, let's let's. So we talked about last segment the idea like best case scenario. Mm-hmm. Best case scenario to me is the Patriots beat Buffalo next week and then somehow steal a dub wild card weekend, make sneaky touchdowns, and hey, we all end up feeling better. Like hey, look, they took a step forward. They actually won a playoff game. They found their best football at the very end of the season. Lucky I struggle them. with the win a playoff game thing, unless it's dramatic. Joe Burrow gets hurt, Patrick Mahomes gets, and you're facing another backup. I struggle to envision you beat class. a team as the seven seed, whoever the team is, because it's the threefer, right? Mm-hmm. There's no way it threefer. You're facing either Burrow, Mahomes, or Allen. Pretty much. Yeah, you're not going to be the five seed, so you're not going to face Lawrence. And by the way, I almost would feel better at this point now about taking my chances with. Kansas City, just because Kansas City's weaponry, if you will, at times is a little lackluster. I know Mahomes is arguably the best player in the NFL, but the way Jacksonville's playing football right now, I don't know if I'd feel as good about them just at, like, Trevor Lawrence just damn near playing perfect football these days. And I think even Patriots said it, fans were pretty honest about the comeback against the Bengals, that it involved the Bengals contribute going to sleep i think yeah. mike giardi said as much on the air with us this week i think pretty much everybody who watched that game and either had to process it try to enjoy it report on it analyze it said the same thing yeah so of those three you envision them winning a playoff game 
I said best case scenario. Okay, so you think Can they- I envision it? Yes. Is it difficult? Do I have to almost like give myself a fire starter nosebleed doing so? Yes. Is it at Joe Burrow, at Josh Allen, or at Patrick Mahomes? Which one do you envision? Which one would I give the Patriots the best chance winning said sneaky playoff game? At Patrick Mahomes. Really? Yeah. Arrowhead Stadium. I've, yes. The Patriots are going to go into Arrowhead Stadium. We're going to watch Matt Patricia and Mac Jones shoot out a win with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. In a wild... Well, when you say it like that, Andy, it seems wildest, like an uphill battle. Well, wait, when did I decide to just turn into a, a, a we might? So you envision that? I can. I said I have to, like, really focus hard and I can maybe see Pooping? it, but it's very cloudy vision. I'm just focusing. It's, I'm hyper focusing. I cannot. I'm trying to. Well, well, first of all, I cannot envision. This also them involves them in beating City. Buffalo next week. Yeah, that's tough to envision. Or, anyway. or, not necessarily. Once again, gentle reminder: if the Steelers lose one of two, the Jets lose today, but yet somehow are able to beat the Dolphins next week. The Patriots are in no matter what. By the way, we will discuss when we come back in just a few minutes. What a freaking barn burner! What a scorcher is going on in Vegas right now. Purdy versus Stiddy is turning into the game of the year. Yeah, I'd feel better about the Patriots' chances if they had a high-powered quarterback that could put up points like that guy the Vegas Raiders got, that Stidham guy. Insert Bob Lobel voice. Jarrett if I, I want Steiny. Give me Steiny. No one can spin it like Steiny. You know who doesn't love Derek Carr anymore? And it's not Josh McDaniels. I think it might be Devontae Adams who just was like, hey, this Stidham guy's pretty good. Wait a second. I'm having my best day as a receiver in a Raiders uniform. And Jarrett Steinem is throwing me the football. Steady. Adams is four targets, four catches, 96 yards, two touchdowns. Would he like to explain that to the fantasy team of mine that he ruined earlier this season? Why doesn't Belichick put Stidham in the game? That's a great question. Great question, Wiggy. Actually, he chose not now to. I would like to. Now when I see Stidham doing this with McDaniels, who I mean, like he's. And the thing is, he's making these throws on the run right now. He All can right. throw. I know. Do you remember hearing guys like James White arm say, talent? The word, the phrase, arm talent. Spin it. He can spin it like no one's ever seen, and yet Bill Belichick didn't want to see it. Why was Cam Newton our quarterback then? The final two to three games of the year, once the Patriots were eliminated sure and the path to the playoffs closed, why was Cam Newton the quarterback when obviously Stidham could spin it? Because Bill owed it to him. <sighs> Please, was that in the best interest of the football team? I think that phrase has been retired. No, it hasn't. Uh, I think it has. It is still it is still lobbied. It doesn't carry around, the same weight anymore. About, well, that's the thing. It's not retired. I don't believe it. it. I never believed weight. it then, but you people used to. What again with the you people? If we had a you people jar, you would have to put a quarter in every time. I would be able to get a really good meatball parm sandwich at the end of the show. And the flip side would be if you put in a quarter every time you were proven a fraud, <laughs> I would have a new house. You would ab- a new house a new house of cards. No, new house of gilded pleasure. Hardly. Hardly the case at all. Checking the social medias right now, of course, at WEEI, at FitzyGFY, and at Jumbo Hart. I asked people online if the Patriots winning today and having a chance next week gives them any more hope for the playoffs and victory. Pretty much everyone, let's see. Um, Said no. Uh, at KB1883, no, they barely beat Miami. At El Chico Cabra, uh, 0.0% chance. <laughs> Hell no. Uh, at TMAR528, I think they have a real chance if our defense also plays offense. Like, you're right. It is. It's not Pat's nation. It's Pat's resignation. Yes. No, the, the, there is no... I'm looking for a legitimate, uh, optimistic argument. Not like fun, I've had a few beers, and I'm just going to play the character. Does anybody feel better about the Patriots' chances today, even though you took a step closer? Because... I'm with Mac Jones. You had a must-win game, and you went out and won it. That's the NFL. Like, we gave ourselves a chance. Week 18 matters. All of those things are true. But does anybody actually feel better? You took a step closer, but it's like no one no one acknowledges it. No one gives you credit for what you did today. And I find that really interesting, alarming. I'm not even sure how I feel about that fact. Am I proud of fans? For their resignation? Like, is the objective Andy media member who's been, you know, making fun of your people and you for uh, years. Just realize, uh, 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 terrible, terrible. Am I proud that. of the objectivity being shown by Patriot Nation? Are you? Or am I disappointed that we're in their off lack our spot, of faith? That we're yeah. not on the wall? Where's Jerry Thornton when I need him? Is he still on the wall or did he take a dive too? I don't know. 
I think he's you guys trying. Aren't close I think anymore? He's trying, of course we are. Do you have a parting of ways? No, never. We oh. talk on the regular, but I just don't know where Jerry is necessarily because this season has toyed and played with a lot of people's emotions. But isn't faith supposed to? It, everything, everything, every bold move beyond. in this life begins with a leap of faith. Yes, yeah. but we've done that one and a million times, and I think the way things have gone the last couple of years, especially this year, has shaken the Foxborough faith and a lot of the most die hardest, if you will. So I am accurate to put Foxborough faithful in quotes. At there are Joe, no at Joey Kanish, no. At Big Daddy Curtis, no. Uh, at Growman. The Bills play like they're John Wick and we killed their dog every time we play them. I can't imagine beating them right now, though I hope I'm a freezing cold takeaway. So there's from now. no one that believes. There's really not anyone that believes. That's alarming. This has been a, I'm, But I'm also I'm proud. Shocked. I'm a little proud. 617 779 broken Patriot Nation. Oh, don't you? No, I dare haven't actually. Cra- I could not no. take credit. No. That's Matt Patricia, Bill Belichick, and company that broke them. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number. Moving into hour number three of the Six Rings postgame show here on WEI. Don't you go anywhere. Stidham floats it. Back corner for Adams. He pulls it in and gets his feet in. Touchdown, Las Vegas. Check the feet, coach. Talk to me. Just a four-man rush. Stidham steps away from Bosa. Looking, looking, buying time. Throws it late. He's got it. into the end zone for the touchdown. Oh, if this thing stands. There is a flag down just near midfield. It's a 60-yard touchdown if it stands. Talk about that tattoo from New Year's Eve. I mean, Hufanga waited till New Year's Day to tattoo Stidham. Highlights from the... San Francisco 49ers Las Vegas Raiders game currently taking place at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. The Raiders 24 49ers 21 one hell of a football game taking place out there. And of course, in the best Bob Lowell voice possible. Hey, how come we can't get guys like that? Jared Stidham, Steiny, if you will, spinning it out there today. Looking great with Josh McDaniels. Devontae Adams having his best day as a Raider under Jared Stidham. Does this surprise you in the least? Not really. I think Jared Stidham has some talent, and he has some talent to work with. That's the one thing. Like, everybody's having fun. Um, Some of my followers, you know, talking about, you know, why didn't we just play Stidham in that Cam Newton year and see what we got and blah, 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 and not pay Tooney, not waste money, different things, blah, 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 mixed Mm -hmm. messages. Now, that was the plan, wasn't it? In June or June? Jared Stidham is throwing to Devontae Adams and Darren Waller and handing off to Josh Jacobs and Hunter Ren. You know what I mean? Like, Mm, that team stunk. The Patriots team stunk. Wasn't great. Right. So I don't think he, just like I think Brady would have struggled with that team and not been as good as he was in Tampa, Jarrett Stidham. And I'm also oh, not for the saying, love of it all. No, Tampa was loaded. No, that's my point. Everybody yeah. said, well, why'd you let Brady go? Because he and Bill could have sucked together here in New England for another year. That like, And so Stidham is in a good spot right now with his guy. I firmly now believe that Josh McDaniels was always the proponent of Stidham. Trading for him, you know, my guess is Diana Rossini getting the they love Jarrett Stidham. Mm. I think Josh McDaniels loved Jarrett Stidham, and that would be my guess there, and you're seeing that come to fruition. Now, I don't know where this goes. Do we think that there's a shot Jarrett Stidham has a long-term career with the Raiders, or is or is Josh going to go in a different direction at the end of the year and he's just filling in no matter what? Let's say Steiny continues to spin it the way he has in the first half, actually pulls out the dub against a San Francisco 49ers team that's trying to win the game. One game. And then they win next week as well. That's two games. Okay. You is gonna that, bank is that your enough? future on that? Or do you go spend do you draft another guy? Do you spend thirty million dollars? Or do they become the Braders and Tom Brady comes and to the town? Patriots, and then Stidham is like, for real? You know, there was Again? some silly talk this week the Patriots would trade Mac Jones for Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. Could the Patriots trade Mac Jones for don't, Jared. don't okay. Stidham. I would say, wow, and you even went into Vince McMahon voice yeah, for that I terrible did. take. Well, Un- I figure if it's a terrible real. take, I gotta sell you it got, like yeah, it's you wrestling. Got, you're fired. <laughs> exactly. Over the top. The best way to not have to listen to terrible takes like that is to welcome on an informed Patriots voice of high repute and quality opinion. Joining us right now on the Harbor One Hotline, our pal who filled in all week long with Christian Arcan on the afternoon program, Patriots beat writer from WEI.com, Kyrie Thompson. Kyrie, hello. Happy New Year. Give me your biggest takeaway from today's Patriots two-point victory over the Finns in Foxborough. Kyle Duggar is awesome. 
That's my <laughs> biggest takeaway. And the rest of the team thinks he's awesome, too. I mean, look, third defensive touchdown of the year. Third time, really, in four weeks he's had a game-changing play. There was the fumble he forced on De- uh, DeAndre Hopkins back against the Cardinals. There was the pick six he had against the Raiders, and now this one. And just the, the skill, the athleticism, all of it. I mean, the guy has – we've been talking about a lot about Marcus Jones being the best player on the Patriots right now because of everything he does on offense, defense, special teams. Kyle Duggar is quietly in that conversation with what he's been doing of late. Absolutely, absolutely coming into his own. And I think we all thought this might be a possibility as he's evolved, but it is nice to see it come to fruition and something you can look long-term and say that's a part of this team. The flip side I want to go to, and I hate doing this. I hate diminishing wins in any way. But Mike, So you're going to do it anyway. A little bit. Mike McDaniel <laughs> is supposed to be whatever he's supposed to be, a guru, a genius, an offensive expert. Why did he run the ball 19 times for three yards per carry in the first half against a defense that was without its top one, two, three cornerbacks and fielding practice squatters? Because I think that's endemic to what he is. He comes from that 49er system, and we think about them as like, oh, yeah, bumper rails for quarterbacks, and look at what they do with Brock Purdy and Jimmy Garoppolo, blah, blah, blah. And we think about it in terms of quarterbacks, but really, at, the, at their core, they love running the football. That's what, that's what they do down there. And he likes running the football, too, even though he's got an incredibly explosive offense. He, he, I mean, ex, you know, explosive receivers, Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill. They also love Raheem Mostert, trying to get him the ball because he's explosive, too. I think that's just kind of what they are. They, they perhaps are a little bit more of the establish the run thing than, than I think we want to give them credit for. And I think that arguably they stuck with it more than they should have. And some of it might have been like, hey, look, we're playing with the backup quarterback. It's not that Teddy Bridgewater is bad. Obviously, he had the pick six. But it's not, it's not like he was absolutely abjectly horrible in this game. But I think there was this element of, hey, look, if we can make it easier on him by running the football, let's go ahead and do that. Conversely, the Patriots did a very good job of stopping the run and yep. making it so they did have to throw the football, making them a little bit more one-dimensional. And when they needed to get Bridgewater, they got him. Kyrie Thompson from WEI.com joins us on the Harbor One Hotline here on the Six Rings postgame show. Kyrie, if you had to grade Mac for today, we were looking for the appropriate adjective to describe Mac's effort today and or a grade. Uh, having been down there, working through the locker room, analyzing the stats, what would you say? Well, to use his own words, he didn't play very well in the middle part of that game. I think that when, when you look at the end of it, even with the two touchdowns, it's probably a C. He wasn't as accurate as I'm sure he wanted to be. Like Some of the balls he was throwing just didn't look very good. And I got, mm-hmm. I got torn up on Twitter for suggesting that you know, Hunter Henry should have caught that one ball along the sidelines. He should have. But, I mean, that wasn't a great throw for Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. There, there are a couple where the chemistry wasn't quite right between him and Jacoby Myers and some of the other guys where Mac is throwing the ball to where he thinks the receipt, where he wants the receivers to be, not where they actually were. And so it, it, it was not all very sharp. And I'm, as somebody who thinks that there's a lot of bad stuff going on around Mac Jones and that sometimes he's played fine in spite of it, it was not one of his finest performances. But here's what I'll say. Obviously, they connected on some explosive plays. He made some big throws when they needed to be made. And then the two red zone drives that they had where they converted. I mean, think about how many times we have been begging for this team to score red zone touchdowns, and they did it. Especially, And they did it to, to really seal the game at that point. That put them up two scores, put them in position to win. I mean... When you think about it that way, it's kind of like, what more could you ask for? It doesn't always have to be perfect, but it does need to get done in crunch time. And Mac Jones did that at the very least. So C, you know, C plus, somewhere around there. Tyquan Thornton made some big plays today. I also thought he showed um, continued need for evolution, I guess I'll say. I'm still... A little questionable about his footwork. He's still at uh, one of our producers said he looks like a baby giraffe at times, and I think that's actually accurate. There's a lot of length to his legs, and I think sometimes the feet are in places where he doesn't necessarily want them. Are you feeling good about the evolution of Tyquan Thornton coming off this performance? 
I mean, I think that in a way, yeah, because the production was there. I still think, right, they're trying to use him on a lot of these deep routes, trying to hit him on the go balls. But I feel like the separation off the line of scrimmage does need to get better. I mean, you mentioned it, right? He's, what, 6'2", 6'3", he's kind of lanky, and he's got good I mean, he's got quick feet. He gets up to acceleration quickly in particular. But I think that, as you said, the technique about where his feet should be yep. and how to get off some of those jams, that needs work. And obviously, he, he talked about this after the game. He was feeling a little bit sore about that drop he had last week and wanted to redeem himself a little bit and felt like he did that today. Look, he led the Patriots in receiving with 60 yards, which, I mean, you know, you'd like a, you know, maybe a bigger game from your uh, leading receiver, but two chunk plays and then the touchdown. I mean, that's the first touchdown that Mac Jones and Type 1 Florida hooked up on. The other one was with Bailey Zapp. So it's absolutely progress. And especially when you look at some of the ups and downs he's had over the past couple of weeks where he's kind of been invisible in, in a lot of ways, or he's being visible for bad things like, you know, not picking up a first down when he should or dropping a pass. So, yeah, I think that you have to say this is a good week for him, still a ton of work for him to do, and he would be the first one to tell you that. Yeah, I just checked uh, on a little cursory check of Twitter there while you were speaking, Kyrie. Um, Field Yates tweeted out three hours ago, a complete list of players with three defensive touchdowns scored this season. One, Patriot safety Kyle Duggar. That's it. As as much like you said, as much bluster, hype, and hoopla as there's been for Marcus Jones, Kyle Duggar is sneakily having a Pro Bowl caliber season and turning into the complete overall defensive force that we've needed to see him turn into. And he needs to because the Patriots will likely be without in the future Devin McCourty as he likely played his last game in Foxborough today, as may have been the case also for Matthew Slater. Did you hear? I know Bill Belichick spoke at length at the end of his availability today, Kyrie, about the two of them and how much they about how about how much they mean. Did you hear any other Patriots players in the locker room around the team today offering words about these two legends? Well, I mean, Duggar himself talked about it and just the fact that what what it's been like to learn from him and see how, or learn from Devin McCourty in particular, see how he goes about his business. Matthew Judon talked about the fact that, like, hey, look, when I came here, it's like he's the guy wearing the dot, the green dot. He's the guy communicating. Him and Matthew Slater are the ones that talk pregame and everybody listens. Like they know the leadership that, that they have in those guys and what's going to be missing. And I was I was in the you know, I was at, I was in the podium room when Devin McCourty dropped that line about hey you know especially like it just, that drop pick would have been all I would have been thinking about especially if uh, you know it had been my last game at Gillette Stadium and I knew we weren't going to the playoffs and I felt that through the room really that he said it. He spoke it aloud. And obviously Matthew Slater was holding court at his locker the whole time and, and, and having those discussions as well. He's been honest about it. I think it was really the first time, because even before the season, he didn't really say that. It was kind of like, oh, you know, we'll see how it goes. But I feel like there was an, an aura of maybe not finality, but, you know, some, something of nostalgia and a little bit of, hey, we we got to do it for these guys. we got to at least go out and give it our best effort for these guys because this is probably going to be it for them. Kyrie, the last uh, sort of in-and-out season for these Patriots was 2008, that infamous season, no Tom Brady, Matt Castle. They win 11 games, but they end up not making the playoffs. And I remember people like Vince Wilfork and others talking about how danger- dangerous they felt and they were not going to be an easy team to play had they made it to the postseason it feels like to me, based on our calls and our texts and our tweets, that fans aren't really buying into this Patriots team, whether they win next week in Buffalo or not, that they don't think there's any momentum building into the, the postseason. If the Patriots sneak into the postseason somehow, do you think they do so with, like, budding confidence within the locker room, or are they almost dubious of their own abilities right now? I mean, I feel like if you're asking about their confidence and what they could do. I mean, ultimately, I feel like they still believe, you know, that they could, or at least they would say that they could beat anybody. Oh, they'd say it. I think, yeah. (laughs) That's their job. Do they believe it? Mm. Well, I I feel like they probably would, and here's why. I mean, if you think about it, they could look at every one of these games that they've had really over the last four, five, six games and say, look, even the ones we've lost, we've been competitive in. 
the Buffalo game, they could say, look, there's a couple of plays here, a couple of plays there. It's not like they blew us out, right, with 24 points or, or you know, what, what have you that they scored. And it's like, look, if we clean a couple of things up, we can play with them. It's not like they're utterly outclassed, even if the rest of us kind of think they are outclassed. So I don't know that it's an issue so much of their confidence because I, st- I think that they believe in each other. They're, to me, that is an honest belief. That, that when you walk through the locker room, you see the way that these guys talk to each other, the way that they interact, the way that they lift each other up, right? When somebody's having a big game, they can't help but just every time they're, they're either joking around about it or, they're, or they'll be like, hey, man, you see how what that guy did today? I mean, look at him out there. And, and they, they believe in each other. I believe that. Now, I don't necessarily think that this season is going to go much longer than the next two weeks because – I just don't believe that they're going to beat Buffalo or Kansas City or the Bengals or wherever the nope. season ends up if they, if they were to make the playoffs and have to go on the road. I mean, honestly, the, the expiration date on the season might be next week, for all we know. It probably will be because the Bills are going to have to play for it at this point. But you know what? When it comes down to it, I think that they're in it for each other, and that's not going to change. Love to hear that, Kyrie. Many more questions to ask you, and I will save them for tomorrow when you and I will be probably located at Gillette Stadium for the afternoon show here on WEI. Fitzy and Kyrie, 2-6, to six, and I think we're actually going to have Mac Jones in the house for an interview as well. That should be a fun one indeed. Kyrie Thompson from WEI joining us on the Hardbone Hotline. Thanks, my guy. I'll see you tomorrow. Absolutely. Just want to say I called that Kyle Duggar game on the pregame show. I am a prophet. Peace out. There you go, Kyrie Thompson from WEEI.com. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number. We'll take you around the rest of the league, catch you up on all the other scores, how they could impact your New England Patriots in their pursuit of a postseason spot. I see the calls are all lined up, wanting to talk about today's game and whether or not the Foxborough faithful, as I like to call them, Andy, believe the Patriots belong in the playoffs and they could actually make any noise if they get there. It's Fitzy and Hart here with you on the Six Rings postgame show, WEEI. Breaking down the game that was. This is the Six Rings Post Game Show. Here's Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. Devin, keeping the playoffs alive, but given your positioning, it looks like a road on the playoffs. Uh, considering where you are in your career and where the outlook is the rest of the way, did you have any thoughts coming off the field today that today was could maybe the last time you played a game at Gillette Stadium? Yeah, I took a moment. You know, I'll go spend some time with my family on the field. Um, it's been a great run. And uh, to come out here, if this was the last the last one, I think, to be able to, to leave Gillette with a win, um, very similar to how my first ever game was a win. So, um, you know, I've had a lot of fun. These guys have been awesome to go out here and compete with. Um, you know, you never know how football goes, but uh, I'd be lying if I said I didn't think about it before the game. And, you know, just now, give a high five to the men and men, something I've done over and over and over again after wins, um, to just kind of think about that and, and let that settle in. Um, you know, just trying to make sure I just stay in the moment and enjoy it. But uh, definitely gave it a few seconds today. Patriots. Safety, Devin McCourty, a first ballot shoe-in Patriots Hall of Famer just a few years from now, should he decide to call it a career at the end of the season. Andy Hart, there is no certainty. It hasn't been said. He hasn't announced that this is going to be his last season, but obviously the both of us were we at the window at a sports book, and they would take our money on said wager, would say. So you just said something interesting. So we're talking about, did I ignore a question there because I was deep in well, thought? Uh, yes. I wanted to know, obviously, both of us would say this is likely Devin McCourty's final season. Yes. You not listening to me, a first here on the show. So In this last segment, which started a minute ago. They only have one spot, theoretically, per year in the Patriots Hall of Fame. But if D- Yes, they do. And if Devin McCourty in a couple of years is still up against, like, Vince Wilfork just made it in, people believe, like, Logan Mankins could be in no, no, next. No, no. A, more, a much simpler one. Uh-huh. Matthew Slater. If they both retire after this season, they're on the same ballot. I think D-Mac gets in first. Why? Because he's Devin McCourty. He's Matthew Slater, and Bill Belichick just said he might be the greatest special teams player that's ever played the game. D-Mac, love him, mean it, good defensive back. Three I don't think Super he'll Bowl ever champion, be in Canton. Just like Matthew Slater. But, right. Oh, no. I, Matthew Slater will be very well should be in Canton. And is arguably the greatest at his job that ever walked the planet. Why Whose job was more important over the last 13 years? Oh, now we're ranking importance? Because I I thought we played all three phases of the game. We do. I thought it was 
fourth down mattered around here. I thought that's why do we, we won Super Bowl importance on all of them. Wow, you you again, fraud. Just turned your back on Matthew Slater. Hmm. Just like Hall I'm turning of fame talent. Just like I'm turning my back on you and talking to a caller instead. Hello, Paul and Quincy. Welcome to Six Rings. <gasps> How are you guys tonight? How you doing? Uh, Super. Doing very well myself. Happy New Year. Listen, I don't have any confidence because this team can't score points in the first half. And and they can't keep coming from behind. So you can't score seven points. If they're going to Buffalo, or so they have to score in the first half. They, they can't keep coming from behind. Now, I think if Cincinnati's a second seed, I think they're a beatable team. I do. They're not going to go to Kansas City and win a Buffalo. But if Cincinnati is a second seed, I think that's a winnable game. We damn near beat them last week. But they have to score points in the first half. I mean, this coming from behind thing is getting redundant. It really is. It's not going to work in the playoffs. It just isn't. Hey, Paul, can I ask you a question? Sure. Last week's comeback, do you think that was Patriots coming back or Bengals fading? A combination of both. I think the Bengals faded, but I, you know what I mean? But but they didn't, they didn't have a sense of urgency. When the Patriots started scoring points, the Bengals didn't say, okay, we might lose this game and, and – you know, turn up the Jets. They seem to, they seem to be in limbo. You yep. know, usually if that happens, the team who's losing will ramp it up again and put the game out of reach. They didn't. So I think Cincinnati is beatable. I do. Well, every that's team, my opinion. every team is beatable. I just I put Cincinnati in the same class as Buffalo, and not neither I do I put in the same class as Kansas City just because they've done it longer with Mahomes. So I put I put Cincinnati and Buffalo in the same class of. Not unbeatable, but a really tough out. And I think they could just they're they're more likely to embarrass you than they are to lose to you. Yeah, I, I would imagine so. But like I said last week, when they when the Patriots were coming back, they didn't seem to have that sense of urgency. They didn't put the game away. Agreed. Buffalo would Buffalo Kansas City would the, would have put the game away. They would have said the Patriots are coming back. Let's end this. The Bengals didn't. They came close to losing that game. Yeah, they did. You know, so, they also claimed co- came close to scoring 60. But, uh, no, I, I think last week was a really weird game. Thank you for the call, game. Paul. Have a happy New Year, sir. I've still had trouble digesting that game last week because I think Christmas Eve played a role in that game. And I know that's weird. They're professionals. It probably shouldn't. But I really believe the Bengals started thinking about their kids and their presents and their wives and their cocktails at halftime. And good. And uh, did you hear about their plane home? They had to pull over at JFK halfway back to Cincinnati. They had plane trouble. They're, they were oh. supposed to get home at like seven thirty. Like it's nothing worse than nine. That. I've been there. I've lived it for years. Oh. I spent a Christmas in freaking Rochester. No way. Well, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Because the flights were like we or drove you. to Rochester. And oh, had, man. Like, they had to reopen the hotel restaurant to feed us. It was a debacle oh, like you read about. Oh, gosh. You're kidding. That's I ridiculous. I no, I do, I do believe that they got way out over their skis, and they were already packing their bags, getting home for Christmas, thinking they could be under the... And they're not mature enough for that. They're still they young quarterback, young receivers, young no. coach, young everything. 100%. But I also 100%. think they were this close, and my fingers are close because this is radio, this close to putting like fifty five on the board, going up twenty nine nothing or thirty six yes. nothing because that effort from the Patriots in the first half last week was terrible. But what I wanted, putrid, dare I say, or as Stinky Heath likes to say, stinks. Or the other caller, Joe, hashtag this team's poop. I disagree. I do believe that the Patriots opened up today with some of the same effort they displayed in the second half, but then it went away again, which is what makes this team so maddening. If All they right. could only play four quarters. Uh, Ooh, this week we'll. There's been this one week we won't play the first two. One. There's been two. What, two. what was that one? There've been two. Cleveland and De- and Detroit. Yes, you just answered. You know my when question. that was? Long time ago. Feels like forever ago. Autumn. Feels. It was, you know what? It was literally last year. And I get. I don't really care where the scoring comes because what? it was last year. No, I know. I People get it. Shaking I'm their not head at me in the producers' it. box. It's terrible. It's not that it's. Te- it's a fact. I know, but the way you say it, like you're a comedian. No, I just said it like it's... Uh, Do you just, consider yourself a comedian? No. Okay, good. We've cleared that up. <laughs> Do you consider yourself a nice person? No. Okay. <laughs> We're on equal footing. The calls are lighting up. I love the energy from these callers. It's wonderful. Chris is in the truck. He wants to talk about Coach Belichick. Says oh. he's got some issues. Hello, Chris. Hi. I, yeah, I think the problem lies with the coaching. The, the, the point is you have... Uh, a fourth and one at the end of the game, you have a chance to try to make a field goal there, and instead he goes for it. No, he would have never did that. They're supposed to kick the field goal there, and somebody on the on the, on the commentated and said, oh, what if it gets blocked? Uh, well, if it gets blocked, it gets blocked. 
the chances of them getting a sack or throwing an interception or coming up with a fumble was way greater than them going for a field goal and having it blocked. And in the long run, it did hurt them. It gave the other team terrific field position, and they went down and scored a touchdown. And if they had a better quarterback at the helm, they might have even had enough time to get two scores with that two minutes and 20 seconds that they had left. I think it all comes down to coaching, and I think it's Bill Belichick all the way. Lewis lost his touch, and he doesn't know you know, how to win games anymore. I don't think he ever did. I think it's all been – it was all Brady was the Patriot way. Wow. Damn. Thank you for the call, Chris. Uh, Andy, when that happened, when – Bill never knew how to win. When they were at the 30 with two and a half minutes left and they lined up going for it, obviously there was a little bit of a killer instinct or you know, let's end the game mentality like, hey, let's get this first down. Let's run out the clock. Let's win by nine. This is easy. As opposed to, well, it was a long field goal. It was a 46-yarder. They were kicking towards the end where Nick Volk has had issues recently missing field goals and especially extra points. So I understand potentially the hesitation in not trying the field goal. Yeah, it was in that end zone by the big TV, not by the construction area. Yeah, I mentioned this on Twitter. The closed end has become the tough end for some reason. I don't, I don't know it's if it's the, construction it's flipped related. ever since the construction. Either that. It's the knows? only thing I can think of. Is remember the old Fenway Park when they put the big four hundred club and the whole thing up there and it changed, changed all the wind the patterns and science. Wind pattern. and yep. I think BZ did brought in like physicists to tell you why and how. Feels like a little bit of that is is uh, happening right now at Gillette Stadium with the construction. But I would also just real simple. Let's just say. So, so the, the options here are go for fourth and four. Mm-hmm. A team that uh, I just want to – is terrible on third down, and fourth down is just like third down. It's a yes, money Yes, and they're nearest the red zone, so they could have had red zone fever, and you know what happens when but they But they suck there. on third down, so they're a mm-hmm. bad fourth down team. They're, mm-hmm. In those money downs, they're bad. Would you put the ball in their hands to try to win it? Because I understand it. Okay, go for the kill mm-hmm. shot, t- hold mm-hmm. on to the ball, win the damn game. But if you rank how good they are in the three phases that you're considering, mm-hmm. oh, we could kick it. It's mid-40s. It's tough, but guess who's good? Nick Folk. Pretty good shot. He was, 30, I think he's 31 of 36 on the season now. So, yeah, you got uh, you have a three-quarters chance, 75 to 85% chance he's going to make it, even if it is in the end zone at the end zone area that's more difficult for him now. I don't yes. care. He's one okay. of your best players. Sure. Okay. Or... Or, you could even, if you say, what if there's a, what if it's blocked or what if he misses? Oh, then they get the ball. Well, but the defense you trust too. The defense is really mm-hmm. good, right? So you're not putting them in this hellacious. They take over at the forty, whatever six. This is why I mean thirty six. Ad- I advocated for the pooch punt. Uh, that's another option. Mac and shotgun, is, little quick kick, put it put down the by ball, the ten. You put the ball in the the worst part of your team's hands, and I, I don't mean that to be a shot at Mac in the offense, but I'm just using facts and season. The offense in fourth down mode in a pass. Do you feel play. great about that? I don't. So why did he do it? This it's radio. You can't shrug. Another, I need this to will now become one of the I, – I shrugged my way into this will now become <laughs> one of the great mysteries of all time. Also, I don't know why you necessarily felt the need to call that out to everybody. Now they late. have lingering – Yeah, I know. Been I, long, you're getting cranky. I, it's, but we've you're been like literally – Pretty much a pro. <laughs> yeah, I am. No, it's just, it is just it. And now I can't take it the next step. What did what did oh, the good. caller say? Like Bill never knew how to win. Yeah, he never knew. Like he com- wait he went, what? He's he got three hundred and twenty nine wins. Complete six full Patriot Super Bowls. Saying, all belongs to Brady. He doesn't yes, know how Brady. to win. Back what are playoffs. we doing? Wow, Green Bay is throttling Minnesota right now. How about that? Green Bay could be in a play to win and get in type of. Scenario Who do you feel better week? about? There, aren't they? Weren't they seven and eight coming into today? They Green were. Bay? So they're going to get to eight and eight. But I feel like you feel better about an exploding team with Aaron Rodgers. Oh, they found breakout receivers in Watson and Dobbs. Like, don't you? You can talk yourself into maybe Green Bay going on a run, can't you? Right now? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Why? Why not the Patriots? Same situation. They're going to go to eight and eight. They have a shot to make the playoffs. Well, same, same, same record. I mean, we're not even like. Are we? And they won really? thirty-four to three today, right? The are Patriots. We- <laughs> Six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven is the telephone number. When we come back, more of your calls. Plus, Andy Hart's thumbs up, thumbs down. We'll get to the player of the game here as we broadcast from our best yet brand studio. Fitzy and Hart on the Six Rings Post Game Show. We're back to the Six Rings Post Game Show on WEEI. Hashtag, 
Green Bay Packers absolutely taking it to the Minnesota Vikings right now in a game that is about to be 41-3, to and it doesn't feel that close. Andy, what kind of faith could you possibly put in a team making a playoff, if not postseason Super Bowl run, when they have multiple games where they are beaten by more than 30 points in the same season? That ain't right. There's just something there that's not – something there doesn't make sense. That doesn't compute. I would agree, but I'd also rather have the puncher's chance that is – Jefferson and Cook and Hawkinson. Hawkinson. Like, yep. That's elite talent. I mean, we, we've we talked about it all night off and on. The playmakers on this Patriots team are on defense. Is it Marcus Jones? Is it Kyle Duggar? They, even Mac acknowledging like, hey, we'd like to make it so the defense doesn't have to score for us is, is alarming. They don't have a great – even the Dolphins, to me, have a better puncher's chance when you can just toss it to Waddle and Hill and they can have massive games. I don't – like, everything just feels like it has to be so perfect for the Patriots to beat good teams. And they're nowhere near perfect. Because you can't rely on... I mean, I guess the thing that's closest to reliable is your run game, but that's had some issues. I, I just... It feels like they have to win too much in perfect complementary fashion to win. Whereas other teams have big plays, big playmakers, knockout artists, big you know speedsters, whatever... And I think that's what is so um, is left fans so resigned to the fact that you know what we're just sort of a mediocre football team. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's not like oh, the Patriots won by thirty. Oh, the Patriots lost by twenty-seven again. Right. It's like oh, the Pats lost a game by four. They could have won. Ah, oh, the Patriots won mm. a game by two that they easily could have lost. Like. They just continue to ride the wave, if you will. They continue to traffic and navigate in the gray. Like you have pointed out one and many a time this season. And, you know, it's obviously very painful for me to have to, like, pay you compliment for some of the things that you say on this radio program and beyond. Welcome to the middle. Welcome to the land of everybody else. Welcome to life in the modern NFL. But I almost wish if I wanted to breed hope. It's 40 to 3. (laughs) But that's my point. Like, if you had a few of those, that Mac Jones four-touchdown performance, that Kendrick Bourne 180-yard game with three touchdowns, if you had a couple of those, you'd talk yourself into, well, they, they are possible. I've seen it, so it could happen again. Mm-hmm. I haven't had those. Like, no. Like, Mac wh- had one game over 300 yards this year, and it was against right. Minis- uh, these very same Minnesota Vikings. Yes, and, and L got hung. So, yes. like, I, it's weird. I wish they were more inconsistent with peaks and valleys. They're kind of just in the middling middle where it's, oh, it's close. But as you said, you didn't win. Like, no, I don't really think that's a that's a great formula for. Not a sustainable for format for long-term or ultimate success. Or even short-term success against good football teams. Because you play mediocre, and guess what? If Patrick Mahomes plays sucky in the first half, that means he's due to play great in the second half and put up 28 points. Back to the phones we go here on Six Rings. Old pal Steve down in Fall River wants to talk about what we did or didn't learn in today's game. Hello, Steve. Happy New Year to you, sir. Well, we're consistent. We can beat bad quarterbacks, the second and third team quarterbacks. Yep. Uh, I'm a little disappointed with that series that Mac had where he got us pinned down in the end, the the last scoring drive that the other team had when they went ahead. Mac couldn't hit a guy on the first down pass, and then they had to punt out of their short end and, <clears throat> the other guys went ahead. It was it was sorry. You know the you know the series I'm talking about. So you're talking about the Andy. the fourth and the one that ended with the fourth and four in the sack. No, 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 no. When the game when 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 Miami went ahead, uh, we were down on like the ten, and he couldn't move us out of there, and we had a lousy punt, and then they went ahead. Um, he, he had a yeah. It, it, was, it was. If you say lousy punt, he, that's pretty much most of Pilardi's kicks, actually, Steve. Anyway, we. I let's put the radio on this morning because I have to hear the, the pregame show. I'm down in Florida. I put on my uh, app. I hear uh, Jermaine Wiggins telling us about how the Patriots might get in to the seventh seed. If they win today, they could even lose next week and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, man, is this where we are in 2023? Yes. I put the, I put the, I put the TV on. Well, you've coming up with a new one, Andy. God what? bless you. you What's mine? With a new one. What is it? What, what, what do we got? Bill Belichick's worth keeping because he'll get you to eight and eight. You won't be four and twelve. What the hell's the difference? Four wins. I, I, okay, you remember the, meaningful I, football I thinking, in December. So, so there was so there was another thing that it, that he brought. That's not that's that's the whole key. What what do you consider meaningful? And that's what they were talking about on the on the pregame show. 
Should we try to lose out and get that ninth to twelfth pick? Yes. Or should we should we learn something uh, by getting our heads beaten in in a playoff game if we were to make it? So we have a life, the life of this season. And I I like to use analogies. You remember the Terry Schiavo case? Remember that woman back in the day? She was. Yes, I do, and that's definitely not where I want to take this call, Steve, even if it's a qualified analogy. Thank you very much, sir. I think I would pull the plug on Steve. Whoa, look what you just did right there. Wow. That's someone to pull the plug on me if that call has to go. So it is a philosophical discussion. That, that you get involved with. And it's what I'm talking about, the spoiled fan base that no mm-hmm. longer appreciates mm-hmm. going into the final week. Do you think they appreciate it in Jacksonville? What the Jacksonville Jaguars are doing right now? Yeah. That Up they're going to the final week with a chance uh, to make the playoffs. And that they're watching their second-year quarterback improve dramatically leaps yeah. and bounds over the first year, finally seeing this top overall pick start to play up to his professional potential? Hell yes. What about Tennessee? Do they They're appreciate so this week? No. No, I would add, like, because they've what, never cause won. Jo- what, because they got J- Josh Dobbs playing adequately as a fill-in on Thursday Night Football and a semi-competitive game against the Cowboys? But they have a shot to win the division, the go Cowboys. to the playoffs, but they're yeah, used but to competing for number one seed. But they've lost seven in a row. I understand it. Now, that's where, that's where we're getting to. Is it is it a an achievement in the modern NFL where you have seven teams make the playoffs and you have three wide? Is it an achievement to make the playoffs as a bad team or or just be competing for the playoffs in the final season. I mean, the final week. And a lot of people believe no, clearly. If you're not contending, Robert Kraft may be in your group as well because he wants to be a contender and he wants mm-hmm. to win playoff games. He would like a playoff win. And, it, and I'll tell he you. He ain't it, getting one. <laughs> what are the chances so that they beat the Bills you. and then beat the team the next week? Well, I don't see just it. Just keeping you up on the potential path for the Patriots, it is 23-6. Seahawks with three minutes left in Seattle over the Jets. So everything is taking shape. Maybe later tonight the Ravens beat the Steelers. That clears them out. And next week you just need, if nothing else, the Jets to beat the Dolphins. And you are in. Yeah. Now what you do. Beep, beep. Backing our way in. If that, we doing that? That sounds like a life support meter, and I really don't want to continue. That's, no, that's a bad truck. Yeah, I, oh, okay. This is the Flatline Post Game Show with Fitzy and Hart coming at you here on WEI. We'll be right back with, of course, Andy Hart's thumbs up, thumbs down, our player of the game, and so much more. Brought to you, of course, by Zudi. Build any app your company needs in just a week. Visit Zudi, that's Z-U-D-Y dot com, for your free trial. 617-779-7937. Is the telephone number here for the Six Rings post game show, WEI? Fourth and final hour. Well, it's more sort of a half hour or a third of an hour, if you will. We'll be with you till 7 25, at which point we send it over to Sunday Night Football tonight, a game that has some loser leave town playoff ramifications with the Steelers going to gump. It's the Ravens. Andy, question for you Do we know if Lamar? La Marvelous is going to be under center tonight for the Ravens. Turn no, I don't on. believe he is. I don't think so. Once again, so is it Snoop Huntley? Is his Snoop? Snoop? No. Oh, did you? Make that's that his nickname. Up? No, that's his nickname. That's what they call him. I didn't know that. Snoop Huntley, who is an alternate for the Pro Bowl. Was he really? Yeah, he was like a third alternate or something. Yeah. Interesting. How about that? He's been okay. I mean, he's a pretty pretty good ish backup. What do you think about the Steelers' chances of pulling that one off tonight? Good ish. <laughs> Uh, I never know with those uh, NFC, I mean AFC North division games. To me, those are some of the most uh, difficult to predict games in football. Always the physical nature, the, the rivalry, so the coaches, the but, whole thing. Oh yeah, th- there's a lot that goes on in those games. So I, I would never rule out any team winning and or losing those games. I By know the that's way, a terrible take for radio. Be awful. That's okay. I took the time to actually check Twitter for anything relevant to the program today, and uh, I would just like to offer some congratulations to a P1 of the station, especially the midday program. Screw him. Dice Reynolds at Dice Coda. He will be taking home the championship belt here in the studio, the Gresham Keefe, what do we call it, fantasy championship belt? Sure. Yeah. The, title. Yeah. The t- He's got the title. And now this fabulous belt that I believe one Andy Gresh purchased for the winner of the Gresham Keefe Fantasy Football League now will be making its way down to the Cape. The Dice Man cometh, and he taketh the title. Congrats, Dice. How, how could you have ever known that Dice won? 
It's almost like he tweeted a victory tweet and added everybody in the league to take a victory lap. Okay, well, that may have been a little much, but at the same time, like, congratulations to him. Hard-fought victory, earned and deserved, my friend, earned and deserved. All right, Andy, time for the thumbs-up, thumbs-down portion of the postgame show, one of everyone's favorite regular columns following Patriots games in victory or defeat at weeei.com. Who do we have? Let's go Let's go thumbs-down first. I want to end on an up. So typical Fitzy wants the to The first time negative. all season. I would like to end on a positive note wow. as we streak towards the playoffs So this is like week. the way I eat when I bang out the vegetables so that I can finish with the things that I actually like to chew Sure. Well, who doesn't eat that way? No, let me let me finish on the green beans as opposed to the delicious, you know. No, but some people do more of a chop. balanced approach, complimentary all three phases of eating where they come from each area of the plate. Oh, yeah. I, I just oh, get I'll the get green a, out. Absolutely. Like, I'll get a little, like, uh, get the, you know, the, the rice and the salmon and the, yeah. and the Brussels sprout all together in the same fork. It's fabulous. Some people just bang the hell out of the green and get it out of there. Wow. Uh, so you want a thumbs down. Thumbs down. The first one that I, I was able to write actually before the game even started Um so what is it you'd say that Sean Wade does around here? Because Sean Wade has been on this team for damn near two years. They are without Jalen Mills. They're without Marcus Jones. They're without Jack Jones. And Sean Wade, formerly at one point in his life, thought of as a potential first-round cornerback prospect. When a junior at Ohio State, he was a highly sought-after and coveted cornerback. Now he's a healthy scratch so that we could have Quandry... Mosley and, and Tay. Tay. Don't call him Trey Hayes. I've been calling who you've him butchered Tay. for weeks. Tay. You've added an R for weeks in the way that Bar Boston Tay people do. Hayes. So I, I'm sorry. Why is Sean Wade still collecting a paycheck and have a jersey and still a roster spot? Mm-hmm. He's a healthy scratch. Is Somebody it just because they fill traded out the for Joe him? Juan Williams portion like, of the roster? I don't really understand it. But okay, Sean Wade, if you're not going to play today, <laughs> if you, you if you literally couldn't see the field. When the Patriots had a starting corner of the four that usually get meaningful reps, Jalen Mills out with that groin injury, Jack Jones to injured reserve, Marcus Jones concussion, couldn't play any of the three phases that he plays, and yet Sean Wade couldn't find the field and was a healthy scratch. What are we doing? Take his jersey. Anyway, so then the second down, I don't know if everybody would agree with this. Some people may say, oh, the guy threw two touchdown passes and no interceptions, and he had some yards, and he was okay, and he had a good first drive. I thought Mac Jones was not good enough. I agree with Mac Jones' assessment of Mac Jones, that he didn't play 60 minutes of football and four quarters of productive play. He missed too many throws, deep balls. I believe the phrase that Mac Jones used was, I got to put the ball close enough so Taekwon can at least touch it. And he's right. His deep balls are like five yards past Taekwon Thornton. So, Mac Jones, when you go five of 13 on third down and you basically take off like the second and third mm-hmm. quarters. It was an honest good. moment of assessment when Mac Jones stood I the podium after it. the game. Yes, I, we, we appreciate the candor as well. And we appreciate all of your texts. Too many funny ones. A uh, couple of, uh, well, uh, interesting ones that I'm not able to read on the public airwaves. This might be the uh, clubhouse leader for best text. Is this of the about day. Mac Jones? No, this is about vegetables. Oh, good. Mac Jones doesn't like seafood. Apparently, a texter in the six one seven, idiots. It's called not eating vegetables at all. You should try it. I haven't had a damn vegetable in three years. Never felt better. I feel like you should mix them in a little. I'm not going to say I have the most balanced <laughs> diet, but I do, and I do enjoy some. I know more than every doctor nutritionist and scientist in the world. Thank you very much. Well, I still have a 617 cell phone. To be fair, there's a lot of inconsistencies in the uh, nutrition uh, world in terms of what's good, down what's bad. This hole with you. It is. Oh, eat butter, eat margarine, eat sugar, eat fake sugar. I eat never said sugar, to eat, eat any of those things. I never bought no, into that No, I'm talking about nonsense. all the booze. Dr. Adkins, like eating, oh, eat six pounds of bacon a day. Calories. Go into a state it's of ketosis. It's about fat. It's about this. I'm they change. Die. Later on, I'll die from hardened arteries because I ate so much bacon. It's about balance. Yes, but vegetables, are, I, I think vegetables are good for you. You don't know Especially that. the leafy you greens. You can overdose. You know people were having trouble with kale? They were eating too much kale and it causes thyroid issues? Yeah, because it's got too much, all the iron that it has. Guess what, people? Moderation. Uh, all right, Which very means good. and cream as well. And and this ends today's portion of... Wait, di- I gotta keep going on diet the thumbs talk, down. Diet rings here on the Six Rings postgame show. Uh, I feel like I accidentally deleted one, but who cares? Um, and Kendrick Bourne... Uh, when uh, are you going to... One catch for 16 yards and a oh, stupid penalty today. One false today. start for a benching. Honest, like last week. Don't we all need of plays us were... Here it is. Points. He broke out. Here comes the Kendrick Bourne game. Six for 100 in the big 29-yard run. Next week, one for 16 and a benching. And a... 
Okay, so uh, now let's go to the thumbs up. I actually gave out more thumbs up than you might expect, I think. Really? In a game like this where it didn't seem so yeah. many merited? I mean, it begins with Kyle Duggar. Because if I just, oh yeah, Kyle Duggar got the headline role. Kyle, Kyle Duggar, Duggar. Kyle Duggar and Marcus saves Jones. the season. Kyle Duggar and Marcus Jones may have made the thumbs up portion of your list more than any other players this year. And they also, between them, have like a combined six save the seasons. Don't they? I mean, you look at like the punt return against the Jets, mm-hmm. right? Like they've they've literally had save the season type performances. Uh, Tyquan Thornton, it wasn't perfect. Still don't love the footwork, the Bambi slash uh, baby giraffe stuff. He mm-hmm. needs to get better. People are like, yeah, he's trying to catch the ball. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought NFL receivers focused on their hands and their feet at the same time. I thought that's how you played the position. I thought that's what being a professional was. You could focus on two things at once. That's the reality. Tyquan Thornton needs to go there, but he had a nice, impactful performance today. The run defense. I talked about it with Kyrie. Rock solid. Don't know what Mike McDaniel was thinking, why he ran it 19 times for just 60-something yards in the first half. But overall, 27 rushes for just 86 yards for the Dolphins. That's a 3.2-yard average. I thought my guy... Lawrence guy led the attack, but I thought the rest of the front was very physical. Barmore was part of it. God, they were all up there banging helmets and making plays. Kyle Duggar, as we said, Jabril Peppers, in my mind, had a forced fumble because he forced a fumble. Like, I saw it with my own eyes. You can tell me it didn't count, but my eyes saw it. And Jabril Peppers is a man who lays the lumber. I I hope the New England Patriots, knowing full well that Devin McCourty could very well have played his last home game and could only have uh, maybe two or three or four more games for the Patriots. We'll see how the postseason goes if and when they make it in, Andy, because Keith earlier from the car told us there could be a path. To the if Super you Bowl. Are, if, you're, if you're a believer, <laughs> if you're a Bill Ever, if you will, and you think the Patriots can extend, regardless, DMAC likely not on the team next year. That's a loss that will sorely be felt in the locker room and on the field. You got to keep a guy like Peppers. He has proven that he is an ideal fit on a Bill Belichick team and a tone made setter. for the Patriots. He just loves to hit other human beings, and I love that about him. Like in a league where that's no longer really um, appreciated or even an emphasis for a lot of players, I love the tone that that Jabril Peppers sets. Uh, then I went with a position. Can you guess the position that got a group thumbs up, Fitzgerald? Mm-hmm. I call you Fitzgerald now since we found out Fitzy is. Well, you can, okay. Urban Dictionary at fans, you'll All be impressed. All right, moving on. What position got thumbs up? What position? Position overall? group. Can't be the offensive line. No, it wasn't. Did not have a great running game, and boy, oh boy, the on when you play that allowed that guy to come streaking through on fourth and four. Yikes! Alive. Not the tight ends. Nope. Not the running backs. No. Not the quarterbacks. No. Jesus. Oof. Pick up the pace. Show Which was it? Over. Cornerbacks. Ah, How yes. could you not praise the cornerbacks? They were without their three top, three of their top four cornerbacks. We had guys by the name of Tay Hayes. You call him Trey. I call him Tay. Quandre Mosley on the field. Miles Bryant made some plays. Jonathan Jones had a really nice interception on a deflected pass on the sideline off the hands of Tyreek Hill. They held... Jalen Waddle to three catches for 52 yards. Hill to four catches and 55 yards. That is a tremendous group effort by the cornerbacks. Next man up. That is one slogan in Foxborough that still holds water. I would like to present a little bit of an update, if you will, now. We'll see what happens because Jack Jones a few weeks ago said, ah, it's just a bruised knee. I'll be fine. Now he's on IR. Yeah. Now he, he can't play, play again unless they make, like, the AFC title game. Great. After a promising rookie season Narrator, is derailed. They did not. Our pal Dakota Randall from Nesson tweeted out a few hours ago, uh, around 5 o'clock, Jonathan Jones downplayed the injury he suffered late in today's game. When asked if he's fine, Jones said, quote, yeah, I'll fight. Yeah, see, the difference is he's a veteran. What is the injury? I don't That's know. That's the thing. We have no but idea. But he's a veteran, so I trust his knowledge of his body and his ability to get back on the field a little bit more than a rookie uh, who's still kind of new to the whole process. Um, so that that's good news for them because you need him. As was also the fact that he had a full media avail, and here I can see him with uh, Connor Roach tweeting out a video of Jonathan Jones at his locker, smiling, speaking to multiple reporters from radio stations to television stations and beyond. That's a good sign. I think Jonathan Jones plays next week. Oh, I'd be thank, stunned if he did. Thank goodness and hallelujah we'll have at least a oh, starting cornerback, and maybe, just maybe, Jalen Mills can get back on the field next week. I think there's a chance. That is a general path to return. Guys that have missed a few weeks, they get on the field for a Friday, get limited, get questionable, and then the week later they have a legitimate actual shot to play in the game. 
and that would be a huge boost. As we finish out the thumbs up yes, list, indeed. Hunter Henry, I thought, had a solid game. Hunter Henry, if he could have had more of these five for fifty twos all year Didn't long. Didn't we say that's like the quintessential? It's four Absolutely. for sixty, five for fifty. Like that is the Hunter Henry zone. Because then you're up like you know you take a couple bad games in there. You're up around seven hundred yards. You've caught fifty five passes, and everybody's like, oh, that's a good complimentary player. Uh, even Bill Belichick praised him for his third down contributions. Um, so Hunter Henry, I thought, had a nice game. Just not enough consistently with everybody. It, it's the same old story, or as whatever Charles Davis said, they're consistently excellent list as always. Andy, thank you very much. You can read that at wei.com. Andy Hart's thumbs up, thumbs down. Why would they read it if I just told them? Well, I mean, you, they may want to review it, share it with their friends, go over it. Mm. Maybe some people are watching Look the game. Look for typos. Like, Who were your? Th- okay, we, we're not. I don't. I can't imagine that people would do that. I mean, there wouldn't be Twitter accounts dedicated no. to as much. What a pathetic waste of time that would be. Once again, the Six Rings Post Game Show coming to you from our Best Yet Brand Studio, brought to you by Zudi. Build any app your company needs in a week. Visit Zudi. That's Z-U-D-Y dot com for your free trial. Yes. Do we read mean texts? Because the 508 was mean. McCourty has sucked for three years. He is the most useless player in the league, and after his last game, they shouldn't even let him back in the locker room. Totally, bro. Yeah, 508. Yeah, somebody I just gave the attention they wanted. Yeah, nice job, Andy. That's what I do. You're not supposed to point out all the... I retweet trolls, too. How about the 603? Hey, guys, thanks for filling in this week. Always love your stuff. Happy holidays. Take care. Go Pats. Why do you read, like, the sappy ones? That's no fun. There are no rainbows in Hartsville. One more call, and then we'll wrap it up with the player of the game and then carry you to Sunday Night Football. David in the car tried to call earlier today. He had phone issues. He's back to wrap up the caller portion of the Six Rings postgame show. Hi, David. Hey, how you doing, guys? I appreciate it. Happy New Year. You as well. Thank you call again. So, you know, earlier I was, what I was saying about the, the pages and stuff, but there's one other thing that actually a caller earlier mentioned, and it makes sense. Okay, and this happened last week with the Bengals. When the Patriots are doing so bad that other teams get comfortable when they have a lead and they don't expect the Patriots to come back and, and score. And that is something that could work on their favorite against Buffalo or against anybody else they may, if they get into the playoffs because they're going to get the lead, they're going to get comfortable, and because we're not known for being able to come back anymore because we don't have what we had in the past. So that could actually work in the Patriots' advantage. Oh, so you're so bad that people expect to be bad. They don't take you seriously. They don't finish you off, and they open the door. It happens. Yeah. I think it happened to the Bengals in the Bengals. That's a very good point. I'll punch out on that one, David. Thank you very much for calling back and making that point to wrap up. His phone sounded much better. It did, actually. I wonder if he was able to make his way to Is Is he now David on the landline? He was a good sell. Found a better sell. So, uh, dramatic missed field goal at the end of regulation, I believe, in the... San Francisco, they are now in overtime, tied at 34. Wow, that's Niners. a lot of points scored at the end of that game. It was 24-24 halfway through the fourth quarter. That's a thriller. And just to update, I know everybody's watching Jarrett Stidham's stat line in his first NFL start, 23 of 33 for 365 yards with three touchdowns and one interception for a 123.9 rating. He also, didn't note this earlier, seven rushes for 34 yards. Stiddy got wheels. Of course, he was at Auburn. 400 yards of total offense. Why can't we get guys like that? Against arguably the best defense in the NFL. Oh, yeah. Only two people in the world have thrown three touchdown passes against the 49ers this year. One is named Jared Stidham today. The other is named, you may have heard of him, Patrick Mahomes. How do you like that? Stidham Mahomes. How do you like them apples? The future of the AFC West. Time now for the Patriots Player of the Game. Patriots Player of the Game is brought to you by Cars for Kids, the easy way to donate your car. Donate today and your car can be picked up tomorrow. Go to Cars for Kids, that's Cars with a K, dot com, or 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. Andy, the Patriots Player of the Game today, why don't we do it on one, two, three? I think we both know who it is. Can we do it in our South Park accents? Yes, we can. One, one two, two, three. Kyle Duggar. Oh, yeah, we can't say Duggar. It's just Kyle. Kyle. And his mom. I mean, uh, for, that, for that play alone. For that yeah, play absolutely. alone. Absolutely. Game changer. Game, game Again with the game changer. Go ahead, big play, and you needed every bit of it. And, oh, by the way, the athleticism. Like, we we marvel at Marcus Jones. Kyle Duggar, remember, has returned punts and kickoffs at various points in his New England career. Dude, with the ball in his hands, is capable of finding the end zone. 
Not once, not twice, but the third time this season. Three tackles, two assists, one interception, and his third touchdown of the season. The only defensive player with three touchdowns on the 2022 season. DPOY? Great. Uh, that's st- mm, no, no but I mean kidding. it's Nick. But yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> I was just kidding. Uh, I think that I think Nick Bosa done got that rap. Nick Lapan, you've got a face of surprise on you. Did something interesting just happen? No, you're just looking forward to the show ending in 40 seconds. Terrific. All right. Thank you very much, callers. Thank you very much, listeners. Thank you to everyone who participated and or allowed today's Six Rings postgame show to be a part of your post-Patriots victory life. Good job, Jumbo. At Jumbo Hart will be on tomorrow, 10A to 2P, on the Midday Show with Gresh, live from the Timeout Marketplace before the Winter Classic. I'll be joining you alongside Kyrie Thompson from Gillette Stadium. We'll be talking to Mac Jones at 2.30 or 3 p.m. on a Patriots Monday tomorrow in the two to six slot thanks everyone make sure you subscribe to and listen to the six rings podcast we'll have a new episode out in just a couple of days and of course if you missed anything today you can get the podcast on the odyssey app or weei.com good day god bless and go pats final score patriots 23 dolphins 21 playoff hopes are still alive